Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA draft, John Wall will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. The volume. What's up, guys? It's Jason from Hoops Tonight, presented by FanDuel. Football season is here, and there is no better place to get in on the action than with FanDuel. It's my favorite sports gambling app out there. It's safe, secure, and easy to use. They have exclusive offers, tons of ways to play like spread and money line, over-unders, team totals, same game parlays where you can combine multiple bets from the same game. My favorite feature is that cash-out feature. So if you already feel pretty good about your bet and you're in good shape but you don't want to lose whatever it is based on some stupid thing with garbage time at the end, you can cash out your winnings before the end of the game. Use promo code Jason T and download the FanDuel app today to make every moment more this football season. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Louisiana, permitted parishes only, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369 in New York. In Tennessee Redline, Dial 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. Visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia.
All right, welcome to Hoops Tonight, presented by FanDuel here at The Volume. Happy Tuesday, everybody. I hope all of you guys are having a great start to your weeks. We're going to be doing two videos today. This morning, we're going to be covering Warriors Media Day. And then this evening, we're going to be continuing with our power rankings. We are moving into the top tier of contenders. We have four teams left. The Clippers, the Bucks, the Warriors, and the Celtics, not in that order. We're going to be doing deep dives into all four of those teams. Everything they did this offseason, everything they do offensively and defensively. Tons of basketball analysis today through Friday in the evening. So keep an eye on your feeds for that. One other quick note, I, I was looking at the comments from yesterday's Media Day video, and there's a lot of like anti-Lakers stuff. Not so much anti-Lakers, but just people complaining that we talk about the Lakers. I wanted to address that really quick because it's really pretty simple. First of all, we, we talk about the Lakers for three reasons, okay? First of all, you guys care about the Lakers. Guess which one of our Power Rankings videos has done the most views? The Lakers won. That's just smart business. Two, I used to cover the Lakers, so I know a ton about them. I have a lot of friends who are big fans of the team and who cover the team. They're a team that I'm invested in, so I like to talk about them. And then last but not least, they have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Yes, last year was a dumpster fire. There's also a chance that this year could be a dumpster fire. But the reality of the situation is they have a high ceiling. Yes, they do. They are involved in the landscape of the league. But make no mistake, as this year progresses, we are going to focus on the good teams that play good basketball. So if the Lakers start to flounder and they start 10 and 20, we're not going to talk about them anymore. We're talking about them now because they are relevant. If you're pretending like they're not relevant, you're not being honest. They have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. If they are healthy, they are at least a threat. Even if they are a lower level threat, they are at the very least a threat. But at the end of the day, we're going to follow what you guys want and where the good basketball is. And it, usually they're correlated. Guess what? Our Lakers videos in March and April last year did not do well. You know why? Because the Lakers sucked and the entire Laker fan base bought out of the team. But this year, the Lakers' optimism is back, and it's just good business. It's the same reason we're doing Warriors right now. We have a lot of Warriors fans who are fans of the show. So we are going to be doing a Media Day video about the Warriors. I just wanted to explain that really quick so people understand. And then just to set the expectation that, look, we're not going to cover the Lakers if they turn out to be a dumpster fire. We're going to follow the good basketball around the league. You guys know the drill. Before we get started, subscribe to the Volumes YouTube channel so you don't miss any more of our videos. Follow me on Twitter at underscore Jason LT so you guys don't miss any show announcements. Plus, once we get into the season, that's where I put all my film breakdowns since we have some rules with YouTube that don't allow us to use NBA footage. I put the NBA footage stuff on Twitter, so you're going to want to follow me there. And then last but not least, if you miss one of these shows for whatever reason and you can't get back over to YouTube to finish them, you can find them wherever you get your podcasts under hoops tonight. And on that note, let's talk some basketball. So, there are three things that I found interesting in Warriors Media Day that I wanted to touch on. And we're going to start with Giannis and a quote that he had from his Media Day in a response that Steph had. So Giannis said, quote, two years ago when we did that, yeah, when I was sleeping in my bed, I was like, ah, yeah, maybe I'm the best player in the world, you know? But now, no. In my opinion, the way I view it, the winner is the best. The guy who wins is the best. I believe that the best player in the world is Steph Curry until the next player, end quote. Steph responded at his media day, quote, I would say the same thing. When you're facing the champions, that's part of the nature of the league. 
We all want to win the championship. And when you look at the team that's the last team standing, I was thinking the same thing about him last year coming off their run. So first of all, when it comes to player rankings, everyone's got different criteria. For instance, like people who weigh the regular season heavily, most of those people have Jokic either near the top or at the top, right? You know, player teams that are people that uh, value playoff basketball more have some of the traditional guys up there like I did, like Giannis, KD, Steph, LeBron, guys who have actually won NBA championships, led teams to NBA championships. And then there's everything in between, the entire gamut of different approaches to ranking players. Now, what's funny is I used to deal with this particular problem by having like two separate conversations. And since then, I've kind of merged them into what I used for our player rankings during the summer, which is a combination of both philosophies. But those two philosophies are, who is the best basketball player alive? And who deserves to be called the best? And the main difference there is the appropriate respect that we pay towards the Larry O'Brien trophy. You know, I talked about this a lot when ESPN came out with Steph at fifth in their player rankings, which I thought was outrageous, especially coming off of what he did in that playoff run. But when that ranking came out that day, I was complaining that I don't think enough respect is paid these days to how difficult it is to get the Larry O'Brien trophy. Like, I've seen C.J. McCollum, who's a player that I really like, and a player that I think is great for young basketball players to emulate because of how skilled he is, despite not being that great of an athlete. I saw C.J. McCollum single-handedly destroy the Denver Nuggets in a playoff series, including going off in Game 7 on their home floor to steal a game that they should have lost. That's a playoff success from a player. Why don't we all think C.J. McCollum is a top-10 player? Because he struggled in the first round series that year, and then he struggled in the conference finals that year. Dominating a regular season is one thing. Dominating a playoff series is one thing. Dominating two playoff series is one thing. I saw Nikola Jokic outplay Kawhi Leonard in the conference semifinals after a great first round series, after a great regular season in 2020. But then what happened? He ran into a different matchup. Anthony Davis, one of the best defensive players of the league, He got outplayed by Anthony Davis. They lost the series. That's It's hard to lead a team through a regular season, to lead a team through a first-round series, a second-round series, a third-round series, on the NBA final stage, different matchups, encountering better defenses, maybe a specific defensive matchup that's going to give you problems, facing real adversity. You know, this was a relatively low adversity a season or playoff run for the Warriors. And still they were down 2-1 in the finals to the Celtics against the team that I thought was actually a little bit more talented. Steph Curry sprained his foot in the regular season and came off the bench to start the playoffs. You know, Klay Thompson coming back from his injury. Draymond Green's back injury. This was a season filled with adversity that ended with them finally getting the Larry O'Brien trophy. That process and that result is nowhere near valued enough by people, in my opinion, by people who evaluate basketball players. There, it, is not, it is Anybody can have one good game or one good series, maybe even two good series, 
or a great regular season. It is an entirely different animal to do the whole thing. And when you see that adversity come through, come to fruition when they hoist the trophy, it's a special moment. And I think we have to acknowledge that. So that's why I used to split those debates into two completely separate topics. Who's the best player in the world? Who's the guy who went through all the adversity and hoisted the trophy? Like, I never actually thought Kawhi Leonard was the best player in the world in 2019. I don't think any of you guys would, agree with, or would disagree with that. However, he hoisted the trophy at the end and went through the grind, did all of the things, you know, uh, implemented himself with an entirely new group of people, an entirely new situation, and made it to the finish line. I understood that people were willing to say Kawhi was the best player in the world at that point. And that's kind of my thing. Like, in my rankings, I have Giannis number one. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano. It is an insider's look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will bring his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoops takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Does the craziness of everyday life leave you feeling stressed and shedding? Since having kids, have you started to see a little more of your scalp? Are you unhappy with your hairline? When it comes to thinning hair, there are many root causes at play, and Nutrafol addresses them through a multi-targeted, whole-body approach. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement, with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, and faster-growing hair with less shedding. Physician-formulated with drug-free ingredients, Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting key root causes of thinning. Stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism through whole body health. Take their hair wellness quiz at Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. With Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online, no prescription, or doctor's visits required. Free shipping and automated deliveries ensure you'll never miss a day and you'll see results in three to six months. Take the first step to visibly thicker and healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code HOOPS. That's H-O-O-P-S. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code HOOPS, H-O-O-P-S. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code HOOPS. All right, guys, let's start the NFL week off right with a no-sweat same-game parlay every Thursday from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. It doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel or already have an account. Every Thursday night, you'll get free bets back if your NFL same-game parlay doesn't hit. 
Same game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday. On this Thursday, I'll be on the Miami Dolphins plus three and a half and the over 47 in Tyreek Hill to score a touchdown, which pays out at plus 417. Build your own or choose from one of the popular same-game parlays pre-built for you in FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. However you want to play, you can bet the NFL every Thursday night with a no-sweat same-game parlay. And with FanDuel's new live same-game parlays, you can continue building same-game parlays even after the game has started. Just sign up with promo code JasonT if you don't already have an account. That's promo code JasonT to get free bets back if your same-game parlay doesn't hit. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. I have Giannis number one because I think he's the best defensive player alive and a top five offensive player. I think physically he is completely incapable of being handled by any team in the league. That Boston Celtics team was the one team that should have been able to do it, and even they couldn't handle him. He's incredible. I have him at number one. But I totally understand why Giannis would want to consider Steph the best. I understand. I even would agree that if you're talking about like holding the crown, so to speak, the proverbial like theoretical crown that you give to the person who's last man standing, I would agree with giving it to Steph. My rankings, my player rankings were a combination of the two. So I had Giannis one and I had Steph two. But I didn't disagree with either. I, if you would have swapped those on my list, I would have been fine with it because I do understand those two different ideologies. And I think it's cool that Steph and Giannis kind of played off of each other there. Giannis is saying like, hey, Steph gets bragging rights this year. Cool. I agree. He should get bragging rights. Now, do I think Giannis is better at basketball than him right now? Yeah, barely. I think Steph's the best offensive player in the world. I think Giannis is the best defensive player in the world and a bet in the top five offensive player. That gives him an edge to me. And I think a lot of Warriors fans would agree. I don't think that's disrespectful. I don't think that's like saying KD's better than him or something like that. But the reality is, is Steph gets bragging rights this year. And like Steph said, Giannis had bragging rights last year. That's that proverbial crown. That's that level of respect. Who deserves to be called the best versus who actually is the best. I thought that was an interesting little moment from Media Day yesterday. Um, the second little concept I wanted to talk about from Media Day was continuity. This was a big focus among the uh, interviewer questions on Media Day. So first of all, we've heard that in the first couple of days of practice for the Warriors that the starters have been absolutely destroying the second unit. And that's kind of what started the continuity discussion was he, uh, Steph Curry was asked about that. He said, quote, it's supposed to be like that. We know what we're doing. We have good chemistry. We're just coming off of playing in the finals three months ago and also setting the tone of what it means to play for this team the way that we do. Steve Kerr piggybacked on that and said, I think organizational stability is a huge factor in pro sports. But I think especially in the NBA, especially today because of the player movement, we have a really stable, solid organization, a very successful one. We have worked together well. And when you throw all that together with this talented core, there's a kind of an institutional knowledge that allows you to kind of push forward quicker than if everybody is brand new. We really look at that as one of our advantages. Now, there's no doubt that continuity is a huge advantage, but I wanted to spend a couple of minutes today talking about the actual basketball and personality and locker room advantages that take place as a result of continuity, just so that we can kind of like understand it a little bit more on a, on a uh, kind of like a line by line basis. So I wanted to look at it first from the standpoint of non-basketball. So first of all, 
when you have continuity, the personalities that are in the locker room, they understand their fit. They understand the dynamic, right? There's a clear power, like hierarchy in the, in the Warriors locker room. Like everyone knows Steph is the leader. Everyone knows Draymond is like the emotional leader, right? You know, everybody understands the role that Clay's personality has in that locker room. What Andre Iguodala's personality does in that locker room. It's an understanding of roles. And the important detail there is then when you bring in new players, the new players know not to mess with that. You know, if there's lots of turnover every year, a free agent, whether it's a mid-level exception or a decently paid role player or star, they can come in and they can be like, hey, I got just as much right to move and shake in here as anybody else does, right? But no NBA player in their right mind is going to walk into a locker room that Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Steve Kerr, Clay Thompson, and Andre Iguodala have ran for a decade and go like, I'm here to stir the pot. They'll get you out of there so fast. You wouldn't even dare try because of the established nature of that locker room. I think that's a big advantage when you are mixing in the occasional new players, a first-round draft pick here, a guy like an Andrew Wiggins. You know, you, when you bring in, or like the James Wiseman, Jonathan Kaminga, you know, Moses Moody types, they, they, know what they, they know what they can and can't do in that locker room because of the established norms in there. Also, they, that group has a lot of experience with the highs and lows of an NBA season. If they go out on opening night and they lose to the Lakers... You know, if the Lakers lose that game, even though they have some continuity with LeBron and AD, if the Lakers lose that game, there's going to be a little bit of a shake in confidence in that locker room, especially if they get dominated. If the Warriors lose that game, even if they get blown out by 20, there's going to be an understanding in that locker room of the dynamic of the regular season. I think it was after the 2000, I can't remember what year it was. It might have been after the 2017 season. But I think there was an early season game where the Spurs came in and just beat the shit out of the Warriors in an early season game. Those guys weren't worried. Those guys aren't scared about that. They understand that's a normal dynamic in the NBA regular season. The same thing goes in reverse. They started, what, 15-1 and one last year or 14-1 and one or something like that in their first 15 games. They knew, Steph and Draymond and Clay knew, even in that moment, that there would be lulls. They had a stretch later in the season where Steph went really cold. Draymond got hurt. Clay Thompson took some time to get his legs underneath him. Steph missed a stretch of games before the playoffs. They understood it before that season, that that was the natural flow of a season. They will understand that even further now. Those are the emotional, non-basketball advantages that come from continuity. On the basketball court, it's about understanding your teammates' basketball personalities, right? Like, there are some... I was always the kind of player when I was playing in college that I liked tough love. I liked when my coaches really got on me. I liked when my teammates would cuss me out or demand more out of me. But there were other types of players that if you did that too, they would shrink into themselves, lose confidence, and it would be a problem. When you have good continuity, everybody understands how they like to be communicated with. They understand boundaries. They understand where the line is and they can't cross it or when they need to approach that line to get a point across. That's an advantage of understanding your personalities in your locker room. There's a, uh, uh, a, another concept of rhythm. I think that Steph, Draymond, and Clay 
have a really good understanding of when the other needs the basketball. When we might need to run a fake dribble handoff for Draymond to get something at the basket to get his confidence going offensively. When Steph needs to hunt for Clay because he's feeling like he's not involved in the offense enough. Or when Steph needs to go through a stretch in the third quarter where he's shooting every time down the floor. That balance of touches, that power dynamic in controlling the basketball is something that the Warriors have great understanding of in their locker room through continuity. It also helps with natural basketball reads. I have the basketball. I dribble to the elbow and I pick up my dribble and I'm looking at you in the corner. You might relocate. You might stay. You might cut back door. A lot of times with new basketball players, you'll misinterpret those situations. Either you'll think he's going to cut and you'll throw it out of bounds or he does cut and you miss him because you weren't expecting it, or the player in the corner won't know when to cut or when to relocate or when to stay put. There's a natural chemistry, kind of like a seeing things before they happen type of deal that happens with continuity. Any of you guys out there who have buddies that you go play pickup basketball with two, three times a week. I have guys, I've been running a men's league here in Tucson for half a decade now for my, in my team. I have guys on that team that I've been playing with literally for the better part of a decade. Those guys, like when I go play basketball with them, it's just a natural fit because I've been doing the same thing with them for so long. That is a, that is a huge benefit that comes from, uh, from continuity. And then last but not least is understanding the offense. Especially complicated offenses like the Warriors, which we're going to cover later this week in our power rankings. The Warriors offense has so many different facets. There's so many sets. There's so much movement that it can take time to learn. Not just learning the actual plays themselves in terms of the X's and O's, but also the reads. Because the Warrior system is very read and react. It's very loose and it allows you to freelance in various ways based on what the defense does. When you've spent a lot of time around an offense, you understand those things. But it does take time for new players that come into the Warrior system to learn that stuff. So it's very beneficial when your core players, your core five players, Wiggins, Iguodala, you know, six even with Jordan Poole, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, when those guys have a very firm understanding of the offense, it gives them an advantage over other teams. As many of you guys know, who've been following the show for a while, I coach high school basketball. I do it in an assistant capacity since I obviously don't have my evenings available with this job. But my primary role is I coach practices in the morning. We go every Monday and Friday morning. And when I'm working with those guys, you know, it's been really interesting. This is my second season doing this. It's been interesting to see the difference between these two seasons because of COVID. When COVID happened, they shut down the lower levels of the team. For obvious reasons, it was really difficult to run the season. They didn't want to have as much exposure. They just ran varsity that year. That group won the state championship, but nine seniors left the program. Last year was a very challenging year because we had all of these new young players who were not involved with the previous season. Not only that, they didn't even have a season because of freshman and JV basketball being canceled as a result of COVID. During that season, especially in the first few months, it was a slog trying to teach them our offense and get them to understand the way that we wanted to play. This year, we're in our preseason practices. And like, for instance, yesterday, I was uh, late for practice because I had another engagement and I just texted the guys to get started without me. When I showed up, I walked in and they were already running our offense from last year. Without me even having to tell them, they just walked in the gym. They knew what I wanted. They knew the kinds of sets that we were working on. 
and they were playing five on five, working on their sets. And I remember sitting there thinking like, man, we are at such a huge advantage this year just compared to last year in one year. Because of continuity, we return almost our entire starting lineup from last year. And because the kids already know the offense. And we have you know, a couple of different things we're working on, like read and react five out stuff. And then actual sets that involve running actions. And, they, and just to see how much better they are in those two areas, just compared to last year, is monumental. So you can imagine at the NBA level, over a decade, just how firm of an understanding a team like the Warriors has of their offense. And imagine the Lakers, by comparison. They're sitting with Darvin Ham today, learning a brand new system from scratch with, what, three players that returned from last year that actually were in the rotation? You know, maybe four if you count Wenyan Gabriel. Like, that team is at a disadvantage with their system and execution compared to a team like the Warriors, and almost every team in the NBA is in a similar predicament, at least in some to some extent, compared to the Warriors. Continuity is a legitimate basketball weapon. The Warriors were not the most talented team in the league last year, and they won't be the most talented team in the league this year. They actually lost a little bit of talent losing Gary Payton II and losing Otto Porter Jr. But they're every bit as big of a threat to win the title this year as they were last year when they actually won it, and a huge part of that is how smart they are as a team but also how much continuity they have. And I do think it's important that it's discussed. The last Warriors thing that I wanted to touch on was uh, the extensions and free agency. So Andrew Wiggins, his deal expires next summer. Um, I believe he might be a restricted free agent. I'm not 100% certain about that. And then Draymond Green has a player option this summer. Now, ideally you keep both, and then the issues you know goes away. But it gets even more complicated when you factor in that Jordan Poole is going to need to get paid. And at the end of the day, we actually heard Joe Lake about after the season when he was addressing the Otto Porter the second or Otto Porter Jr. and Gary Payton the uh, second uh, leaving the team. He talked about how the it was just unrealistic for him to be able to pay everybody. So there's some difficult decisions coming up for the Warriors. And you know, in the past, it might have been the easiest decision in the world to prioritize Draymond over Andrew Wiggins. But now it's kind of a tough call, and I honestly don't know which one they should favor. Because Andrew Wiggins has turned himself into a vitally important part of this team. He's what I would call a 3 and D star. Because he fills the role of 3 and D, right? Spotting up and knocking down three-point shots. You know, defending on the wing on the other end of the floor. But he's unbelievably good at both. So for instance, defensively, Andrew Wiggins is on the short list of players in the running for best perimeter defender alive. Which is an insane a bit of progress from a player in Andrew Wiggins who was a bad defensive player in Minnesota. The job he did on Luka Doncic, the job he did on Jason Tatum was a, a job that only a handful of players in the league are capable of. Guys like Jason Tatum, maybe a Ben Simmons, maybe a Mikhail Bridges. There's only a small handful of players who can do what Andrew Wiggins did in those two series. That's how much of a star he is defensively. And then on the offensive end of the floor, it's not just shooting spot-up threes or attacking closeouts. He has legitimate scoring punch. He draws weaker matchups because of the other t- uh, other players on the floor for Golden State, and you can toss him the basketball, and he can go create his own shot. Obviously, he's a little bit more inconsistent in that role. You don't want to rely on him as a lead scorer, but that capability to provide real scoring punch 
in combination with him being a defensive star, like an impact defensive player, that makes him a 3 and D star. You could make the case he was the second best player on the Warriors last year. It's a tough call. Some of that is Clay Thompson was coming, excuse me, trying to get his rhythm back, coming back from injury. And Draymond Green didn't have a great playoff run, although he had a lot of really big games. And he helps you a lot in specific matchups like the Denver Nuggets game. And then I'm really glad he had that good moment there in game six of the NBA Finals to just kind of remind everybody what he's capable of. But, you know, it's it's always been the joint effort in Golden State. And when the ESPN came out with their player ranks, you know, Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins, they were all in that, like, I think 30 to 50 range or 30 to 60 range or whatever. And that was kind of the best way to describe that roster. They were not top heavy. They were not a, you know, LeBron James, Anthony Davis type of team. They were not a, you know, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving type of team. It's Steph, the bona fide star, and then four players who might not be stars, but are very close to that and are absolutely stars in their roles. And when you have four guys who are stars in their roles next to a guy who's in conversation to be the best basketball player alive, that is enough talent to contend for a title. It's a very interesting dynamic on that team. But I'm really curious to see what they decide to do next summer. And I would not be surprised if they prioritized Andrew Wiggins due to his age and the impact he has on this team. And it's going to be unfortunate if the Warriors end up losing Draymond and it will cha- it'll fundamentally change the dynamic of that entire team. But it's just the reality of the predicament. He's getting older. Jordan Poole needs to get paid. He's younger. Andrew Wiggins needs to get paid. He's younger. Obviously, you've got other rookies in the pipeline. It's just eventually going to become untenable to pay all these guys, and it'll be really interesting to see who ends up taking the first hit. All right, guys, that is all I have for right now. Like I said, later this evening, we'll be continuing with our power rankings with number four. I will see you guys later tonight. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. 
Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts 